Okay, now I have to say stuff, which I hate doing. Um, hello and welcome. That will do. Now, I do believe I've given you months worth of warning to introduce yourselves. Would you like to do that, please? Oh, yeah, I should. Um, hello, my name's Reese Lawton. I play January Johnson in uh, in Ethics Town. Uh, very nearly blanked on the title of this podcast. That's bad. Um, I also am a writer, actor, uh, role-play game performer. And I, uh, yeah, just do various other things. And I know we were given months to prepare an introduction, but because I'm me... I have not. Um, it's the the little brain gremlins were like, no. So yeah, uh, but yes, you can find out more about me on reeslawton dot com uh, because uh, Louis did a really good job in making sure that that website works. I did it. Good job, you did it. Uh, hello, my name is Eli Labat Angstad. I am uh, the voice of Alex. And uh, I do very, very little by comparison. Uh, I probably should have started so that it would have seemed a little more impressive. Um, this is really my only public credit, and I am the only other thing I'm doing is editing my first book. So there's that. Okay, I'll go. I'm record. I'm recording this on my phone, um, so I apologize if this this audio quality is horrible. But hi. My name is Paige Adams. I play Elaine, and aside from that, I don't really do much else. <laughs> so, I'm here. Ooh. It'll be spectacular. Okay, I'm gonna ask y'all questions about stuff that have been sent by lovely people. Um, very nice, simple, wonderful starter question from beloved human person Claire. How you doing? Feeling good? Question mark. Apparently no. <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm vibing. I mean, I I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's weird. Things like the world is a constantly encroaching mess, but also I've I've recently started doing more audio drama stuff. So like I I've genuinely uh this time like 2 years ago I had barely done anything in like the audio drama sphere. And then uh, met Naomi Clark doing, uh, like, roleplay game stuff. And genuinely, she's one of the most wonderful human beings that I could ever have met. Uh, not only Stellar for the fact... Human. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the the best. And not only... Uh, like, I, I won't go into too much because she does hate to be perceived. And so I won't... won't like, we'll just... The fact that we are all enthusiastic about Naomi because she's great. Um, but, yeah, so since then, have been really, really happy because I've been doing a lot more audio drama stuff and also have a really good friend. So, genuinely, from that point on, it's great. I did forget to, like, credit myself for one thing. I actually forgot, which is terrible of me. I'm sorry. The The only reason I forgot is that because it's part of a, a Patreon exclusive, so it's not like a public access thing. Um, but I am also in uh, Wake of Corrosion. Yeah, you are. Which is a very, very cool post-apocalyptic, yeah, post-apocalyptic uh, audio drama. And they do really cool things called Letters to Shadows, which are like 
letters that people have written into the apocalypse for loved ones that are gone. And I play uh, a cultist, which is a very nice way of saying an absolute maniac. And he's really excited about the apocalypse because he knew it was going to happen. Nice. So support them on Patreon if you want to hear my voice. Yeah. But also because they're great. This is ultra. Yeah. Shout out to Sean. You're awesome. I'm good. Um, I've just been doing school and learning. So yay for that, I guess. Learning is half the battle. The other half is stabbing a guy. Well, you know, I'm not actually sure if that is correct. It's UK universities are very, uh, they're very brutal. No, it's part of every university experience. Yeah. You gotta stab or get stabbed. Yeah. I know this now because I'm studying abroad here, so I know. Okay. Our most sentient question was, um, what the fuck? Um, so what I have written here is we have plenty of what the fuck to go around, so I'm gifting each of you a what the fuck question. Um, Lou and Noah were willing to cop to sending this question thank in, you. so thank you to them. Um, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> the, the, the biggest one I think, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but... My my family, my mom and my aunt are so into this podcast. It's it's wonderful, and uh, at the uh, at the reveal, they uh, they were extremely extremely excited about that and did not see it coming. So they they definitely had a what the f- moment. Um, my mom just started listening. She has not yet reached the reveal. Oh no! So I'm kind of like I'm waiting. I'm I'm waiting next to the phone every now and again, going. When's it gonna happen? You're gonna get a call. When I'm, ge- I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get. Uh, sorry, I, I did say I was only gonna swear once. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm saving it. I'm keeping it in reserve. So a, a WTF, as it were, uh, from my mother saying, uh, "Okay, why?" Um, <laughs> but I honestly like, I like it. It's good. I like, I like the fact that Louis made just this genuinely. Wild ass oh, twist and oh sh! <laughs> you did it! We got him! We got him, boys! We got him! Oh lord! It. This is how we know he's a voice actor. So that's a treat for my mom when she listens to this one. Uh, but yeah, no, like in terms of the what the fuckness of it, it's good. I I, I think more. More, more places and things should have a a, a genuine what the fuck moment of like watching people feel rewarded for figuring it out or satisfied by going, I did not see that coming. Um, but yeah, I I like it. If you're talking about like reactions, I don't have any like family members that even know this exists. However. Eli knows this. We have a Discord server with some of our very dear friends, um, and we have a specific channel for talking about podcasts, and that channel has been very fun to read, like, knowing what I know, knowing what Eli knows, and just having other people figuring it out, and I'm like, this is so much fun. I love this. I just love seeing my friends. The mini explosion that happened right after the reveal was was quite good. (laughs) It was very, very good. Which philosopher could you take in a fight? So so that's which philosopher do you think we could take in a fight? Uh, Rene Descartes. Kierkegaard. He's got good reach, but nah, trip him up. He turtles really easily. I mean, I just feel like maybe I'm 
getting ahead of myself, but that's putting Descartes before the horse. Oh, God, I wanted to make that joke so bad. I can't believe it. I'm very ill-equipped for this question. I do computer science. Take Plato. Take that man and just... Oh, no, no. Plato is so Genuinely, <laughs> do not go for Plato. He, like, Pla- Plato is his wrestling name. He was buff? We don't know his real name. We do not know his real name. Plato is his fucking wrestling name. Excuse me? That's, that's... Don't take Plato. Like... Never mind. Don't take him. Don't do it. Honestly, it would be like if we only knew, like, Dwayne Johnson as, like, all literature written by Dwayne The Rock Johnson as The Rock. Um, which kind of is already true. Uh, ignore that. This is a revelation. I am winded. <laughs> uh, Plato, I believe, means the wide. W-I-D-E. The wide? <laughs> the wide. Like, fucking brick house. Um, is Plato. But... You want to give that one another pass? Nah. No, that was good. Nah, I, I, I made my choice. I'm gonna sit in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it it's yeah. I I'm, I might that might be spurious information, but actually, part of my brain is just pinging off saying no. Like, that's how we know. <laughs> that's that's all we know huh. him by. Um, is as a wrestler. So I can answer that question and say not Plato. Stunning. The the correct answer, to be fair. I think the rest of them are all quite punchable. I'm surprised nobody wants to get up in there with Kant, because he is the basement dweller of all time. Oh, yeah. Like, Kant, Kant, but it, like, afterwards he'd be like, well, do unto others, I suppose. And it, and you'd you'd be punching him for 200 pages, and then you'd just get to the end and he'd say, do unto others. And that's the best you're going to get. And then you start punching again, and that's the sequel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're presuming this man would survive the fight. <laughs> yeah. I, I, To be honest, I'm not a fighter. I'm barely a lover. I Okay. <laughs> I, I know there's probably another pun to be made with Kant, but I'm not going to. Because I already... I used up my... I used up my philosopher pun ticket, so I, I it's already gone. You can store it up. I'll post the Q&A in two parts and we'll just paste <laughs> the can joke down in the second half. Wonderful. Let me know when the cutoff is and I'll I'll grab the ticket again. In the second half, I'm looking forward to Eli saying the word cunt. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they I don't think they say that in the US, but <laughs> not often. <laughs> this is a lovely lovely question from Pine. What was it like having to keep the January secret for so long? You got to see fans of the show talk about how much they love January, just to know that he wasn't January. That had to have been weird. Brackets positive, right? Yeah, that was good. I think it was Ella Watts who, about two episodes before the finale, was like, wait, is January the mayor? And there was this this long kind of like, I want to engage, I want to engage, I want to engage, but I can't right now. <laughs> um, so it's just like, click, like, 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 as much as possible. It was so fun seeing people, like, I love, I friggin' love a mystery. And seeing people put it together, but also some people were just way off base, and that was also satisfying. It was so hard to 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 not just be like i i want i want to say the words um yeah reading the theories was so so fun and just listening to people talk about it 
just in my life and just sitting there just going, uh-huh, yeah, no, that'd be so, that'd be so weird. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if that was real? The, the theorizing was so fun to watch in real time, knowing that I have known, I have known for so long. Now, a question specifically for you, Eli, from for a totally me? 100% anonymous person. They would like to know about the Elaine and Alex lore, thank you. Oh, anonymous user, huh? Uh-huh, yeah. Totally not me or anything. <laughs> I, I think that what has been talked about in the past is that they are both the the only Americans in the town, and so they have this rapport of, wow, I can, I can actually understand what you're saying, that's nice. And uh, they they are able to connect with each other in that way. Um, but with Elaine being a band kid, I think that they oftentimes just come into the library with a very loud instrument, and Alex just... A trombone. A trombone. Oh, good. And just the, the pinnacle of tired sigh, saying, please, you cannot play that in the library. And then you just hear in the background, it's like... And then Elaine takes a mute out of the case and says, don't worry, it's muted for the library. For folks that don't know, putting a mute in a trombone does not make it any nope. softer. <laughs> it does not. But I like to think Alex doesn't know anything about how instruments work. So this question is from Seer of Time. It requires some screaming, so I'm going to lean back from the mic a little bit. Firstly, <laughs> secondly... January is such a compelling, fascinating, and charming character. Was there anything in particular that inspired you or helped him become, well, a person? Pieces of media, people you know, etc. What sorts of things had a hand in shaping such dynamicity? I will let you pop off with your thoughts and feelings on making your little guy, Reese, and then I will tell them what I did. What? I, I was going to say, like, this is this is much more a, a Louis question, I feel, than a, than a Reese question, because, like, I, I said the word good i think the direction that louis gave and the it's it's weird to see a character so fully formed on the page it was very telling it was very like it was reassuring as a performer to be kind of like hey here's here's the wettest guy you can imagine and and, and i give you this to the wettest performer i have ever met <laughs> and like genuinely i and i say this in in a kind of radical soft boy sense uh i i am january a lot uh, it was very hard um talking to people uh after especially people who know me who who had listened to it and they were just like so louis wrote this for you right and I was like, nah, mate, nah, mate. He, he wrote this a long time ago. I'm just, I'm, I'm just the guy who's saying those words good. Um, <laughs> but it, it really was like there were a couple of a couple of people who were kind of like, it was really hard to listen to it, especially with the, no one's listening, no one's like the constant refrain of no one listening, because these are people who care about me very much. And they were like, I, I'm listening, right? You know I'm listening. It's like, no, no, I know. You, it's, it's a script. It's a whole thing. Like, I don't, I'm, I haven't murdered anyone. But yes, no, uh, like I say, I think credit more goes to Louis than to me on this one. Uh, so Louis, what did you do? Um, 
Well, now I gotta be careful what I say after you're like, yeah, I'm just like this guy. And I'm like, I'm like the most horrible guy I could possibly think of. No, <laughs> I didn't do that at all. I love this horrible man. <laughs> what I wanted to do before I even had like a lot of show ideas, I wanted to make a guy that everyone loved so, so much, but he was terrible and he was awful. <laughs> And so I kind of, I wrote the whole thing. And I think he was, he was a lot meaner in the first script, but he was also much more of like a wacky Tumblr sexy man. So like, <laughs> it became a lot more nuanced. A what? Are we not familiar with the Tumblr sexy man lore? What is that? What are those words Eli. mean? Eli! Like, it's kind of like being a manic pixie dream boy. Do you not know what Tumblr sexy <laughs> What does is? that mean? Okay. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> okay. Hey, Eli. 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 Have you ever seen the Lorax? Like the book? No, like like the animated film. The <laughs> like, the, like the book? Like the book? The by Dr. Seuss? <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Is that the one with Danny DeVito? (laughs) Is Danny DeVito a Tumblr sexy man? I think No, no, no. (laughs) I mean... Sorry, Eli, this is... I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at, to be honest, just the use of Lorax. It's it's the use of the Lorax as Tumblr sexy man. No, I was talking about the one slur from the Lorax. No, please. I, I am... I'm so confused. <laughs> Please help me understand. Have you you've seen Gravity Falls? Bill Cipher. Bill Cipher is Bill Cipher. Like top top hat inclusive. Humanized Bill Cipher specifically. Humanized Bill Cipher. Just name a disaster by and it's yeah. Jack Frost from Rise of the Guardians. So much. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do a PowerPoint presentation of Tumblr sexy men throughout the ages. <laughs> I need, can I make this? I will genuinely make this. And present it live to Eli because I'm so passionate <laughs> about this topic right now. So I I made this Tumblr sexy man boy, and then because I was 16 years old, I went on Reddit and was like, I did this thing. How do I make it better? And some like 42 year old man was like, Why would you ever want people to like your villain? That's a terrible idea. You don't know what writing is. You're a stupid child. And I was like, This is excellent advice because now i hate you specifically (laughs) so now i'm gonna go away and do an even better job um which i i did because i'm not saying it's great but y'all haven't seen the first eight scripts that i wrote i was a child and it was not fantastic also a lot of it was like very non-asmr rip it and grip it baby yeah bro grip it and rip it for no reason and i don't know why he just needed that caffeine, I guess. Yeah, like, to be honest, I do enjoy cherry cola, but that's another separate thing that I am very legally distinct from January. But then all the... So all the bad stuff that goes into January is, like, old-timey, campy villain, which I I love. It is very cool. But, all like, all the nice stuff. I edited the scripts, like, twice all the way through after casting, and I was like... I, I didn't know Reese that well at the time. Reese might look at me now and be like, no, we knew each other really well. But he now knows how long it takes me to make a friend. So I did not I did not know Reese that well. But he's a very, very nice guy. And you know this immediately upon meeting him. Can confirm. And also, we spent 50 hours together the first time we met. So that's a lot of time. 
So I kind of just put in like nice Reese stuff, like stuff that is so nice Aww. about Reese <laughs> that you know made him a good good boy. <laughs> it's what I'm trying to say. Look, I, 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 like this is not a visual medium currently, but I am wearing a top hat and i am like kind of i'm so close to getting like a twirly mustache it's uh like that's that's the level of villainy that i can i can ever possibly hope to achieve and it should be mentioned listeners he's wearing the top hat over his over the head headphones it it is it's quirked at a jaunty angle it's it's very good <laughs> but i will say from a from a writing perspective having a sympathetic villain is so so good it's so tasty yes you want to have you want to have some of your readers listeners watchers like you want to have them be able to look at this villain and say wait what if i did that am i the villain is this person even a villain like you you gotta have those questions buzzing around in their heads it's also lovely to have that sympathetic concept of a character as a performer because you're like yeah he justifies every single decision he makes it makes sense to him and the decision is i'm gonna be a villain mm-hmm. yeah okay cool i've got to be a villain i may as well be a, hell of a villain he's going to make it make sense and if it doesn't he's going to cut it into pieces to make it make sense exactly yeah so my mighty fine uh mighty fine round hole here May as well cut this square peg into place and they'll be fine. And then you gaslight them and say that it was a round peg the whole time. Round peg the whole time. It's through the hole, isn't it? Must have been a round peg. It's, yeah, no, it's horrifying. Genuinely horrifying. I really hope this conversation doesn't get put out of context. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, oh, yeah, no. No, no, no. So, how accurate would you say fan art has been to your own headcanons about the characters' appearances? I feel like, Eline Page, this is a great opportunity to just describe your little guys and then see if anyone draws them for you. Well, I can say with 100% of just, like, the most love in my heart, um, we have a very good friend named Pigeon who has just gone off. I mean, they they full send 100%, always give it their all when it comes to fan art, um, fans of the secret of St. Kilda, you already know this, you know, you know what Pigeon can do. And so they have already drawn so many things. Um, like their, their picture of January is just, it is in my brain forever. That will always be what January looks like. No, I agree. hundred percent. I love Pigeon. Just throwing that out there. They're going to listen to this and just be like, aw, very excited for that. I, I do want to hear, I, I, I really do want to hear what your impressions of, of uh, Alex and Elaine are. Because I, I want to know what they look like. And then, yeah. Yeah, so for me, at least, I was kind of brought on to this before Elaine was, like, super put together. And honestly, looking at, like, the reference stuff that Louis made, it literally just looks like me how I looked two years ago. <laughs> And they just, we looked at me and went, you're a band kid. You work in retail. (laughs) I've created a character. Here's your character. (laughs) Elaine actually used to be a bio major, but you love bands so much. I was like, it's only fair. (laughs) That's lovely. 
Uh, no, but the band thing, it makes sense because it's something I'm very passionate about. I'm looking at my flute that's stashed underneath my bed right now. So I guess that works. But with like appearance wise, I don't really know. I haven't really thought about it. Um, and if I did think about it, I'd be like, oh yeah, they look like me. They sound like me. They're, they for look like me. But that's not how characters work. So I, Somebody I don't go know. draw fan art that's just a face. <laughs> I am seeing, like, in the future right now, Pigeon scrambling to their tablet to go draw this. <laughs> I, I can see it. I can see it. I have thought way too much about Alex as a character, and and Louis knows this. I have, oh, the messages that I have sent are just, they're full of secrets that I cannot disclose at this time. Um, but I, I do think of Alex as being, like, illegally tall. Like, should, like, no, no human being should be that tall. Um, curly brown hair and just bandages on his fingers because of persistent paper cuts. If you've ever worked with a lot of paper, like at a printing press or in a library, you just, you are prone to getting paper cuts and it sucks. But I think he wants a cat, but can't have one because he's allergic. But that doesn't stop him. He will go and pet that cat, immediately take a Benadryl, and then go to sleep. Man's got the the biggest, bluest, like most adorable eyes you've ever seen. Um... And to get into the, the the poetry of it, because, of course, um, he likes to watch the sunrise over the ocean. He talks to himself, and he always seems like he's looking for something. Oh, God! What that something is, who's to say? Maybe that'll maybe that'll Eli, come up later. That is amazing. You put so much more thought into this than I did. <laughs> That was so good. Thank you. I I've, I I have been writing forever. I I probably came out of the womb writing, and I the only when I'm given a character to flesh out, full send. You're get you're getting this man's life story. Don't even worry about it. I've already created the character in the past. It's already happened. Here you go. It's going to be very interesting in season two because I have. I am a trans man and have been on testosterone for over a year. We recorded season one quite a bit ago, and so I am going to sound vastly different in season two than I did in season one. Alex is just going on this journey with you. <gasps> oh, I love that for him. Um, yeah, no, genuinely, I, seeing as we are on the topic of this, um, I, I, I always wanted... It's this is a very kind of self-involved thing, but I have always wanted fan art of a character that I've played. Um, so I I because I you know it's nice um, and genuinely pigeons picture of January I I I really I I don't know why I want to frame it I just I I it 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 makes that little part of my brain and that little kind of like. The whatever ego I have is just like yay, look. No, I a hundred percent agree. It's just it's like it's like getting a little compliment that you get to look at forever, and it's great. Yeah, yeah, and I I I really do. So pigeon, thank you. That is glorious. It is glorious work, and I think it really does capture the the feel of it. 
the feel of January for me. Yeah. At least. We we yeah. love you, when, pigeons, when so this, much. And when this comes out, could we possibly link pigeons' socials in the description? Because we are talking about them quite a lot. I was going to. Oh, for sure. Yes. I was going to say Definitely. it out okay, loud. Cool. Their their Instagram is Aaron dot Aaron with two A's, and go go follow them, absorb their art into your soul. You will be better off in life. So next, lovely, lovely question. How does it feel to be so incredibly talented? Brackets. This is technically a question to everyone involved in making this. I wouldn't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I understand. Eli. Ah. Okay. Actually, you know, no, no, no. I am actually going to answer this question for you. So. <laughs> oh dear. Eli. Oh no. Is amazing. Got uh-huh. it. Love Eli. You're going to bleep this entire thing out because I'm going to swear so much, but it's okay. Eli not only writes this entire book, but also like takes time to do voice acting, takes time to DM my D&D group, which is like literally the best thing ever. He is so good at being the DM. He puts so much time and effort into the story, into the characters, to the fact where all of us in this D&D group are like, who, like people who are listening to this, I very much- They like, are foaming at the mouth for our yeah, next session. it's not until October and I'm crying because I want it to be here so soon. We've already been on a three month hiatus, but that's how you know it's the writing in it and the storytelling in it is so good. And I feel like Eli definitely brings it into voice acting as well because he's so talented with creating um, like wonderful, wonderful um, lines for his writing. And he takes that into his voice acting and puts all of that effort in there. And he does a very, very good job. I'm very excited to hear him more in season two because I know he's fantastic and I love him so much. And he's my best friend and I love him very much. That was my Eli rant. I am, Thank I'm you, done. Paige. Yeah, who would cry at that? Not me. And now, how does it feel for you to be so incredibly talented? Me? Go, Paige, go. You hyped up Eli. Hype up yourself. You got this. <laughs> I've used up all of my energy. <laughs> oh, well, then I'll just take the reins on this one, all right? I'll just take the reins on this one, then. Yeah, no, uh, Paige is one of the most exceptional people that I've met in quite a while. Uh they are super, super talented and passionate about everything that they do. Like, literally, if they are working on a project, if there's something that they are doing, they are putting 110% of themselves into it because that's what that project means to them. So I think that, on a whole, if you're going to do anything with Paige, be it a passion project or just a friendship, you're going to get the best result because you're going to get all of them. Cue me sobbing. I love y'all. Okay, we've been practicing this, Reese. Are you going to talk about yourself and be very nice and kind? <laughs> um, Come on, baby, you've got this. Okay, so the first time I met Louis, um, <laughs> Uno reverse. <laughs> we spent. I feel like this isn't about you, Reese. <laughs> Uno fucking reverso, buddy. Um, yeah, like. The first time I met Louis, we spent 50 hours together and we talked about writing and talked about specifically things that, uh, like things that we're excited by and things that we like that we connected over. And genuinely, I, I could not be happier to have someone as my pseudo sibling, uh, like genuinely the, the sibling, the younger sibling that I am so, so happy to have as part of my life um not just as a kind of as a wonderful person but also as someone who like unabashedly and just like just without reserve will put 
their whole self into making sure other people are okay. Absolutely agree. And I, it's it's watching someone, I uh, sometimes slightly destroy themselves as a result of being the best human being they could possibly be. Um, but also, like I, I would not, I could not have done anything like this without Louis as a sibling. Uh, director writer producer and as a person uh because genuinely wonderfully talented human being and the like the best of us um also page is great yeah page is great um because uh their writing also spectacular thoroughly enjoyable i am thoroughly delighted uh eli from the from the brief amount that we have interacted um I I am just genuinely enthused to meet you as a person as well, and you are incredibly talented. Like, if if you are unsure in any way of to Eli's talents, just rewind this episode right now <laughs> to the description of Alex, and oh my god, like you create an entirely well-rounded human being. More like that that. Alex is a more well-rounded human being than I am, and I'm 90% certain I'm real. So, like, this is <laughs> glorious. Like, Eli, you're a wonder and a delight. Uh, so, yeah. And I will say nice things about me to save anyone else saying it, uh, because I... That's worse! You know how that's worse, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's much, much worse. Oh, f- um, well, I appreciate but, that. But yeah, so so as not to take up more time on this uh, on this Q and A. Um, in terms of, it doesn't. I don't feel talented. I don't feel like I'm a talented person. I don't. I, because of many years of you know the emotional distress. But it's more. I I have always worked under the assumption that I'm not doing great, and everyone else is hubering. But the more I see people reacting to Ethics Town, the more I see people reacting to stuff that I've been doing in the audio drama sphere, the more I've been seeing people react well. It's, I mean, it's chipping away. It is chipping away at that horrible self-doubt and it's chipping away at that horrible part in the back of your brain, that big lump of rock in the back of your brain that just says, you're not great at this. And so getting, one, getting questions like that, thank you kindly, but also, yeah, thank you to everyone who's kind of put me in a position where I can say say words into a microphone and uh, make me feel better about myself and feed that tiny little ego. So, yeah, because I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree on a lot of things there. One, that you are a very talented and wonderful person. Um but also the idea of the imposter syndrome just sort of getting at you at all times. Like I, when you do something creative, you put so much of yourself into that creative venture that if someone were to insult that creative venture, be it on purpose or not, hopefully not on purpose, but it, it feels like a blow to yourself and no one is a harsher critic of your own personal self than your own personal self. When, when people say, like, oh, you're your own worst critic, yeah, that's the point. I know myself the best. Because I know all the buttons that say, hey, feel bad. Exactly. 
but I, I I do agree. Like having people reach out and say, "Hey, this was great," and especially from the perspective of someone who was only in like one episode and had like very few lines, like it still feels really cool to be like, "Oh my gosh, I recognized your voice," and I go, "You what? Huh?" <laughs> and it it's just yeah. it definitely you're right. It definitely does chip away at that bedrock a little bit and and get at that that bit of your soul that says oh this is this is nice people enjoy this this thing that i'm doing um so louis you're amazing and um thank you very much for taking a chance on me i love you all so much i don't care how much of the q a time it takes up i'm gonna tell you about it right now (laughs) eli you're a fantastic and wonderful human being i love you so much I love your interpretation of lines. Even just your audition monologue was spectacular and soft and complex and everything I didn't know I was looking for that clicked so hard the second I read it. And also you're so enthusiastic about everything and it means the world to me. You are fantastic. I'm so grateful to know you. You You're so creative. I admire you so much as a human being. I think you are fantastic. Paige, I barely even had show. When you started working on this, you were just there and being supportive. And it was so, so nice. I hadn't had that before. It meant so much to me and getting to like work with you to create a character was so wonderful. And I'm so happy that they can have little things that like you're into and that you like. It makes me really happy and you're doing such a good job. And I want to record with you in person because it's really exciting. I am so lucky that we are friends. You're fantastic. Reese, you're my most special little boy. I hope you know this. I know you were 37 years old, but you're my most special little boy. And I love you so much. I think you're a fantastic, wonderful, talented person. And I genuinely do not know what my life would look like right now if I did not know you. But I do know it would be so much worse because I'm so glad to have you in my life. You are fantastic. I could not ask for a better person to have worked with on this. I think it would have been scary and bad, but instead I've had so much fun and it makes me so happy to see. My absolute favorite thing is when people come up to you and they're like, oh, I get it now. Like, Riz is fantastic. I'm like, I know, I know this. I've been saying this for so long. This is the best boy. Why have you not met this boy before? He is so good. I love you. What was your favorite thing to discover when working on the show, in the writing process, during recording, or during post? Is there anything that particularly surprised or excited you? From John. Uh, I It was very nice jumping into this because I had literally no idea what to expect. Um, I had, like I said, I had done one brief thing for Wake of Corrosion, and that was really fun. Um, but it was, it was just like the one thing. It was just like a one-off, like, here, record this bit, send it to me, and it will be edited and processed and here it is and that was really really nice but this was like oh i'm going to be speaking in front of other people oh no so it it just became a imposter syndrome a couple of weeks leading up to it as louis can attest to it because i texted them probably six or seven times like hey i'm nervous hey my house almost burnt down i'm nervous (laughs) not a joke my we almost had a house fire (laughs) yeah like like really early in production i was like oh no how do i how do i 
say, hey, I'm not going to be around this weekend because there was a problem with our electrical fuse box. <laughs> yeah, that happened and was very bad. That has no bearing on this conversation, but there we go. I mean, it was just, it was a very nervous couple of weeks, so I feel like I'm kind of an odd one out in terms of nerves in this, but it was, um, it was nice jumping into a call with probably a half dozen other people who have been doing this longer than I have and didn't care, but like in a good way. It was just like, oh, you're here. Great. And just... All of a sudden, it was like, oh, we have this rapport and we've known each other for five minutes. This is amazing. Um, it's it's a it's a good good place to be. Good place to be. Something that excited me was uh, when um, it was very, very beginning and it was kind of just me and Louie. And then I discovered that uh, Eli auditioned and I was like, he is perfect. So I got very excited about seeing Eli and having Eli be a part of this because I love him so much. That was that's that's what excited me. Not going to lie, the the audio drama community element to to this has been so strong like the the people who are involved but also like chatting to people audio drama in general has that kind of really strong community vibe to it at the moment i mean i don't know how it is in the u.s but definitely in the uk there is there is there feels that kind of quite strong connectivity um most notably through alistair stewart because he's in everything hashtag uh, Al it has alistair in it um but it's but yeah no i i think the the revelation for for me the thing that that really struck out was get ready for the bleep on this one fuck kai i love kai oh my god oh exceptional human exceptional it's that sound design mm, mwah, delicious love it just glorious Okay, so I used to do Foley for uh, a couple of things, and I just listening to Kai's work, it is immaculate. It is utterly immaculate. I, I am in awe of them. They, they genuinely just are. Oh, it's... They're, they're, <laughs> people will know that sometimes I am so impressed and so happy with people that it makes me angry. And Kai is one of the people that... I, it angers me how good they are. It is spectacular. It, I just, yeah, that's amazing. It's so good. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of the thing that really struck me for for the series was listening to it back and like audio editing is as most people here can attest to sometimes a bit of a thankless job because you kind of like if you do it really well people don't notice, um, but then someone like kai comes along and they they do it and you're like yeah if you even doing it well people notice you glorious human um yeah so yeah kai is uh is, yeah definitely the the kind of revelation that that works there yeah 